Hello there, welcome to episode number six of the Coffee with Joffrey podcast. I'm your host, Joff. Today I do have a guest with me, I'm not flying solo, and I am. Uh, it's a pleasure to welcome Rob to the show today. Now, the title of this podcast might have caught your attention, particularly um, if you are over 40, because there's a few questions that I've been getting recently um, within my group, and, and me and Rob spoke about this as well, and it's a question that he gets asked a lot. Um, and the, obviously the title of the podcast is, you know, Six Pack getting a six-pack after 40. Um, Rob is over 40, and he also has a six-pack, and if you, um, I'm sure you'll check him out after this. He's, he's been in some pretty good shape over his time. Um, he's had a, a long background in the fitness industry. I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell you a little bit more, um, but before we go into that, just know from, from what I know about Rob, we've known each other for probably the last four years now. We met actually in... Um, a CrossFit setting. So he was working in the CrossFit gym. I was working in the CrossFit gym as well. We did a qualification together. And um, what's cool about Rob's transition is he was very much in the same place as I was in terms of a performance goal of, of getting better at CrossFit. So trying to get stronger, get faster, increase power, that kind of stuff. And then he actually kind of switched up a little bit and went into a little bit more of the physique side of the industry um, and, you know, made some big changes to not just his training, but also to like his diet and his nutrition and other areas of his life. And, um, you know, he's reaped the rewards from it and he's obviously gained a whole lot of experience from there as well. So Rob, welcome. Hello, mate. Do you want to um, just give us a little bit of an introduction for those that don't know who you are? And Yeah, so I'm a, a, a coach here in Dubai. I've uh, been here five years now, um, 43 this year. I've got three kids and... You know, as you said, I've done a variety of different sort of fitness things over my sort of lifespan, and fitness has always played a part in my in my life. Yeah. So it's not like I just turned forty and then just suddenly start getting a set of six uh, you know, six pack abs or anything like that. Yeah. You know, the work has been put in there previously. Yeah. Um, and this is where, when we you know we'll talk more about it, the transition from predominantly doing CrossFit to switching it up to do a, a physique, a natural physique competition, um, was just a few adaptations yeah. for me that was needed. That's one of the points that you touched on to begin with before, obviously, we went live on the podcast, and you, you actually said about Mark Wahlberg and one of, the, one of the questions that you got asked recently, have you seen his latest plan, and what is he, 47, 48? Mark's 47, he's a dad, he's, you know, an entrepreneur, uh, film star, director, you know, hard working in and out of the gym. And people, you know, people look at him and like, oh, his, his workout's insane and that's why he's getting there. It's like, no, 1992, Mark Wahlberg had possibly the, the most well-known set of abs in the world. Yeah. You know, everyone wanted abs like him. I wanted abs like him. I yeah, had yeah. Calvin Klein underwear just to try and, you know. Yeah. You know, and when that was done, he must have been in his 20s and he was in amazing shape. And I don't mean... You know, like the skinny blokes that have abs, he was built. He looked athletic. He yeah. looked like he could do the business. And if you look over his career, um, you'll see that he's changed shape. You know, when he done a couple of his films, he's put on a lot more mass, a lot more size, where he got to eat a lot more. Yeah. When he done things like Boogie Night, and he's dropped a lot of body weight, a lot of muscle mass. You know, but that's because he's had this sort of formal background. He started young. 
He's never been massively overweight. Yeah. Overweight for him, perhaps, <coughs> but not where a lot of our clients are coming to, to us. Yeah, so before anybody gets kind of put off by that, then we're not saying that you have to, in order to get a six-pack after 40, you have to have trained for 20 years before. But I think what Rob's saying there is that the reason it's easier for him is because he's been there and he's done that. He's got that background. Exactly. And it's, you know, when I, I switched and I done the physique stuff, my transition from CrossFit to, to stepping on stage was about six or seven weeks. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't because I was on some, you know, fancy nutrition plan and supplements and I wasn't taking any other things that you shouldn't be taking. Yeah. It was because my training history and training mentality and being prepared to give stuff up was much more established than some of the people that are coming to us. They kind of complemented it, right? Yeah, and so it made that journey. I was able to do it in that six, seven weeks. Now, all it's a case of saying is, right, well, for the guys that have never trained or haven't trained since they've been at high school, and then they're coming to you overweight at 40, not really moving, very sedentary, poor diet, no coordination in the gym, they can still get that. Yeah. It's just they'll either have to give a lot more up, make a lot more changes to their current lifestyle to get there, Yeah. or they've got to expect it to take a little bit longer. I guess that's one of the things that you would do when you first have a client is you need to find out where they're at right now. Yeah, and, and then, you know, the, the problem is most clients come to us and they are wowed by uh, Instagram influencers, yeah. uh, if I would call them that. Um, I'm sure James Smith would call them something completely different. I <laughs> won't say that. Yeah. Um, but it's bang on. You know, these people promote like a six-week, seven-week transformation or take this supplement, take that supplement, and it can do this and this, which is all rubbish, really. You can swear on it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, it comes down to... First of all, yeah, establishing where you're at right now. <clears throat> establishing where you want to be and then gradually getting there. Before we move, so this is going to go to find out where they're at at the moment and then um, obviously what their goal is, find out what they want to do. But before we go into that, just talk a little bit more. Now, let's not, you know, I just want people to get a little bit more context in terms of where you got to. Um, yep. So I'm sure they, if they log on to, and we'll give you your Instagram handle and stuff at the end as well, they go on and see, they'll see kind of like the fitness that you got into. What was the best shape that you were in? Or the, can you remember being in? Right, okay. So there's the, the best shape, like we're talking uh, body fat composition here right now, as opposed to best physical shape. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I had a best physical shape, which was performance driven. Yeah. Um, which made me, put me in good shape. Yeah. Um, uh, and that was when I finished Peak Company. Okay. Um, and I was at my absolute fittest. I was weighing about 83 kilos. Yeah. I was lean. I was built, but I could do shit. Yeah. I could do shit. My, yeah. You know, we were talking about half marathon times. I think my half marathon time around there was about one hour 38, one hour 36. Decent. I would go out for two 10k runs a week, which would always be sub 45 minutes, yeah. just as a training run. Yeah. So now, you know, it, it, it's a little bit different. But physique-wise, probably would have been uh, in 2015, 2016, when I trained to do uh, a natural bodybuilding competition, yeah. where I've done the classic, and I've done uh, physique, where you wear board shorts. And then probably the year after was, uh, I was a bit more established. 
Okay. So I'd spent then a, f- a following year just doing more bodybuilding type. Home in a little bit more. Yeah, building up my shoulders because you're competing against people that have sort of, you know, for certain reasons, have massive shoulders. All yeah, around. yeah. Um, so obviously we're talking six packs, so that would probably be the time. Now, when I went from physique, when I went from CrossFit to physique, um, Ian at SHB had just done my body fat and I was about 13% at that point. Yeah. Okay. Um, I had tidied up my nutrition for about two, three weeks prior to, to that because I was helping someone do a photo shoot. Yeah. Um, and then from there, that's when someone suggested doing the, the comp. So I'd gone from about 12.8% body fat. Yeah. And I dropped down to, I think it was seven, seven and a half. Yeah. You know, on the caliper, caliper. And I went from 86 kilos to 79 kilos in about six weeks. Oh my God. So a lot faster than I would recommend to a lot of clients. You know, it's, you know, at the end of the six weeks, mate, I was absolutely ball bagged. Yeah. You know, um, it's a lot I was going on. exhausted with coaching, with looking after kids and everything else. You know, I was, I was absolutely shattered. So what, like, one of the reasons I really wanted to get that out of the way at the start, and if you're listening to this and going, well, you know, I'm never going to be able to get into that shape, so what's the point in listening to this? I just needed you to have some context of where Rob's been, because yes, he's going to be working with physique, um, you know, uh, clientele and stuff now that are trying to get, you know, below 10% body fat, etc. But, you know, we talked about this a lot. A lot of the people that we deal with are people that are just trying to possibly get in the best shape of their life, but it doesn't include going down below 10% and sacrificing your life. Most of the guys that I work with are are over 40, Uh, they've got kids, they're married, they've got, uh, you know, they're very high up in their jobs, and they just want a little bit of an improvement on their lifestyle. They don't want to feel out of breath kicking the ball around with their kids. Yeah. They don't want to struggle getting in and out of the swimming pool. Yeah. They want to look good in their suits but also they want to enjoy the finer things in life. They go out with meals with clients and they, you know, so it's trying to get that balance. Yeah. And fitness, this is where fitness kind of goes wrong. It's so much portrayed about six pack abs and things like that, which there's only one element of fitness. And as I said, when I had my most shredded abs, I felt shit. Yeah. I didn't feel fit. I, you know, I felt exhausted. Um, that leads us nicely into the next thing then about, you know, once someone's told you their goal or you're working with a client and uh, is their their goal, is the sacrifice worth worth the reward? Or, you know, how do you kind of coax that into people? Because um, there's a huge amount of sacrifice, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, and, you know, I was, I was much further down the path. You know, you've got different, you've got one path and it depends on where you are with it and how, how quickly you're going to, going to see a transformation, obviously, but the more experience you are with lifting, with training, with intensity, with knowing how to push your body, with knowing how to move, and knowing about nutrition, it's going to be a quicker path to achieve your yeah, results, and yeah. that's where I am, uh, and that's where, you know, when we're talking about Mark Albright, that's where he is. Yeah. Now, so for me to give certain things up, really, I was eating the same way, you know, but eating smaller portions, yeah. but still doing the same volume of training, yeah. still trying to lift the same weight, but with 700 to 800 calories less a day. Yeah. And obviously what you're doing is you're eating very much the same meal. So the sacrifices I had to make were still hard, but if we put someone that's you know 28% body fat yeah. onto what I was doing to achieve what I needed, they're never going to stick to it. 
Yeah. Uh, it's just ridiculous, you know. Yes, you've, they, they've got to be in such a mindset that they want this to work. It will, you know, and there are companies out there that are very, very good at this. Yeah. And that is how they make their living in these transformations. But for most, it isn't really suitable. Yeah, it is, I guess it's just one of those, it, you know, it's probably a bit of a buzzword now, but working out what your goal is. You might wake up one day and think, do you know what, I want to get in... I want to get shredded, I want to get six-pack, you know, I'm over 40. I know it's possible, I really want to do that. But then sometimes you don't actually see the whole picture and realise that the things that you might need to give up and the social events you might need to say no to, the beers you have to say no to, the the snacks and desserts you have in the week you might have to say no to, which actually can almost affect other areas of your life as well. Of course it can. You know, I was a, I was a grumpy git, you know. Um, you know, it was harder going out with kids. Yeah, you know, you go to a movie and they want to eat popcorn and this and that, and you're yeah. it and you're yeah. like, "Well, I've already had my chicken, rice, and broccoli for the day, and if I eat this, and it's not just the calories you're consuming, that kind of stuff mm. makes you bloated and you yeah. know, can mess about with you." Um, but obviously, you know, bringing it back to the guys that are over forty. Now, if you've got good training experience, great. Your process is going to be very different. It's going to be very a lot quicker. Yeah, but we're generally probably not going to be talking to that audience. Yeah. We're going to be talking to the audience that have got a couple of kids, they've realised that they've put on probably 30 or 40 pounds extra yeah. and need to make an adjustment. So what you want to do is look at this process being, and this is going to shock you, probably a 12 to an 18 month process. Yeah. Okay. Because you've got to make a lot of changes in your lifestyle. You can't just go from not moving at all to training four times a week with some cardio, with a massive train change in your nutrition. So stop focusing on this six-pack abs. When you're carrying 30, 40 pounds of extra weight, stop focusing on six-pack abs. Yeah. That can be that can be your longer-term goal, but you want to have cycles. Yeah. So the first cycle might last three or four months. Yeah. And that might be a case of saying, I don't want you to change anything in your nutrition. Keep it exactly the same. Let's take that pressure away. Well, what we're going to do is spend the next three or four months teaching you how to move, getting you moving more frequently because you're probably doing like 2,000 steps a day. You're walking to your chauffeur-driven car, walking into your air-conditioned office, and that's probably the limit of your movement. Yeah. So it's getting you to move a little bit more. And while we're doing that, trying you to get, get you familiar with lifting weights, making sure that you're moving soundly. After 20 years of inactivity, we want to make sure that you're moving... Efficiently. To avoid injuries and... Yeah. Then we can then spend maybe the next three to six months continuing that training, progressive overload, mixing the training up to see what you enjoy doing, things like that. But then also working on your nutrition a little bit. Yeah. Improving things to improve, you know, allowing you... So you shouldn't be feeling hungry. So changing things in your nutrition plan, taking things out, seeing how you do with not consuming so much alcohol. Um, and then after that, when you, when you, and all of this will elicit weight loss and will elicit fat loss. Yeah. Let's face it, we're after fat loss, not weight loss. Fat loss is what we're after, which is why we're lifting. Yeah. Um, which is why we're lifting weights. And it's body composition change. Then once you get into a decent habit of training, then it's kind of going into a six to eight week much stricter diet or stricter than what you're on at the moment 
Okay, so we'll do like a, an initial um, drop of body fat. So we might aim to lose five or six percent body fat in that six to eight weeks. And then we'll try to keep those improvements that we've built in. Gradually build your calories back up again, and then you'll go through that sort of cycle a few times. What I love about this as well, mate, is that you know you've you've structured it there, and you're not you haven't made tried to make it sound sexy. You, you've just been real honest about it. You know the fact that you say six to twelve to eighteen months might take. You might be in that position where it's going to take that long. But the advice that you're giving. It's, it's like a process, right? It's like a learning process. So the fact that you've just talked about, you know, body fat and cycles and that kind of stuff, if you're sat there listening now and you're like, I don't understand it, do you know what? Like, part of the process of you getting to six-pack abs is you understanding the process. Yeah, it so, is, you know, and some people don't, you know, because they're, they're so wowed by great marketing yeah. of these fitness influencers that they want to listen to that because it tells them the story that they want to hear. It tells them that they can achieve this in six weeks, you know, as opposed to the truth. No one really likes hearing the truth. Every single person, including me and you right now, every, every single person that will ever come on this podcast, every person, you know, decent, credible person I know in the industry is going to tell you the same thing. Yeah. And, that, you know, we were talking earlier about uh, writing content and things like that. And I kind of stopped writing a bit of content. Yeah. Because I was getting so annoyed with it. Yeah. Right? I like putting decent content out there and providing quality information to my clients. But I was starting to get a bit annoyed because I was putting good content out there. And you get a couple of likes. And it's not about likes. It's about how it impacts people. Yeah. But there's so many people putting the same content out. The same great messages. Yeah. Saying the same thing. But we've still got people coming back and going, can I achieve this in six weeks? Yeah. Or, you know... Like, well, you're coming to me for advice, but yet you don't want to take it. Yeah. And so, you know, sometimes it just felt like I was banging my head against a brick wall. That, that whole education thing, like, if you're, if you're there and you, you know, you're looking at an advert for BCAAs or you're looking at an advert for a whey protein and you don't even understand how it can impact your life, like, you're already not at that stage. Yeah. So you already need to reverse it back a little bit and maybe you're you'll fit maybe we can fit you into a category of where you are now and what you need to work on and you know it's the same thing that i will do in the lifestyle reset you you said just about do you know what we're not going to focus on your nutrition to begin with that's probably a big area that needs ch- uh, changing but that's harder to change there's a lot of sacrifice there it's huge you know i'm very 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 much believe whatever your goals are it's nutrition based if you want to get stronger you agree. need to eat more if you want to get leaner, you need to eat less. If you want to run faster, then you need to make, your, make sure that your nutrition is allowing you to perform. And that might have an effect on body fat percentage. Yeah. Now, there are always the exceptions. There are the people that have gone from being very, very overweight and very fat to being very lean, showing six-packs in 12 to 15 weeks. Yeah. But they have given up so much to do that. They have probably dropped their calories to 1, 1,200 calories a day. They are doing uh, GBC uh, three or four times a week. They are getting asleep. They're basically doing everything they have been told to do to the team. That they are the exceptions. And this is where some of the marketing will focus on those. No one ever focuses on the 90 people that failed. They only focus on the one on the one percent, it's just adherence, isn't it? We would all we all want those clients that follow exactly what we say. And the battle of being a coach, and you know, I would, 
I'm in this industry, but I would hate to be a, a nutritionist or a, or a physio where you know a physio tells their client, they, they know what they need to do, they tell them what they need to do. This is what you need to do at home. Do they go and do it? Probably not. And then a lot of people end up, and it's the same in this industry as well. If someone does what you tell them to do, they'll probably get the results that they want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's just that there is a lot of learning from going from being a 40-year-old guy who haven't really focused on your nutrition or your training for 20 years to suddenly changing it, to suddenly wanting to make to go, hold on, I've got a few health indicators here. Struggling getting in and out of the swimming pool with my kids. Yeah. Can't run around after. I need to do change. And then instantly we're going on to Instagram to look at you know who we should be, who are the people to be listening to, um, as opposed to, right, I need to make small changes. Yeah. It doesn't need to be big changes. Uh, just like, you know, if you're trying to save for something, you save gradually. Yeah. You don't you don't try and put 90% of your salary away um, because you're finding the first month yeah. that you haven't been able to save anything because you've dipped into your salary. You're better off putting 10% of your salary away. Yeah. And it's the same thing with what we do. But people don't want to hear that. Um, it's a tricky industry, isn't it, right now? And it's it's just, um, I don't know, like we won't go into too much detail, but there's just a lot of false claims out there. and There are. And, and to be honest, I've mentioned it before, an absolute love guy, Joe Smith, is calling these people out. So is Ben and uh, uh, Martin. They call us, you know, these, these guys in the industry are now starting to call these people out that are, are giving so much bullshit information and especially to people that, they're just trying to make money off people. And it just makes our jobs harder. Yeah. You know, I find myself sometimes spending 30 minutes trying to explain to them why that piece of information is not very good. Now, when the client's paying you to do a 60-minute session, you're spending 30 minutes educating them, Yeah, that's great, but really, you should be training them or talking through nutrition, not yeah. trying, trying to, build to them. teach them that this person with, with a million uh, followers is talking absolute bullshit. Yeah. In every other industry, there's so much regulation on what you can and can't say. In this industry, unfortunately, there isn't. Yeah. But there are so many coaches out there, legitimate coaches, that are all saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, um, calorie deficit, move a little bit more. Yeah. Strength training is good. You know, and then everything else is just around what you enjoy doing. Yeah. I I got to a position that you mentioned earlier about you know content and feeling like you just saying the same thing as someone else but I think it's also important to note that you know who you take advice from and you know who the the advice that you get that resonates with you is a lot to do with the the person telling it to you so if people are you know maybe there's people listening to this now who have listened to this and they they like my advice you know and they they believe in what I say but it doesn't necessarily resonate with them the fact that you might be saying it now they go do you know what he spoke about that. He's over forty. He's got kids. You know, he's been through that. That it might be you that delivers delivers the message. Yeah. But it's just making sure that everybody's on the same yeah, page. And it's, it's it's sometimes just reinforcing that message. I love it. I absolutely love it. Sometimes when I've been saying stuff to clients for six months, a yeah. year, eighteen months, two years, and then they come back and they they've listened to a podcast from somewhere else or, or listened to something else, and they tell me exactly what I've been telling them. Yeah. Uh, like they've discovered it. 
Yeah. And I think that, to be honest, that's, that's not meant to sound negative. It's, it's really good because it meant they've taken that message on from someone else because I've constantly planted that message. Yeah. So if they've heard it from someone else because they've been listening to me, then that's, then that's great. And it gives you some credibility then as well, doesn't it, in terms of... Yeah, exactly that. All right, mate, let's... Um, just before we finish off then, I always like to give the listeners like a take-home, and we spoke about this before, like things that they can do today to start building towards, like I'm not going to say a six-pack, I know the title is that, but that was just to give it some kind of context. But what can people do today, particularly if they're over 40, to start building towards the, the body that they want? Go onto my Instagram account, obviously. Yeah. Read some of the content on there, yeah? Um, it's not loads of shirtless. Yeah. There are a few there. Yeah. Uh, but read the content. Read the content, because, you know... I haven't posted in in a while, but there is some good content there. Yeah, you've got to think about a few things. You've got to think about the training. You've got to think about nutrition. You've got to think about mental attitude and mental robustness. Are you pushing yourself enough, or are you being a bit of a snowflake? You know, there's times for both. Yeah, you know, uh, every session shouldn't be a killer session, but every session shouldn't be easy. Yeah, there's times for everything. Um, so from that, what should you do? And again. There's a lot of free information out there. There's people that are putting out podcasts and everything on a daily basis. Listen to a few people that resonate with you. Approach a coach. And I mean a coach, not a personal trainer. Yeah. A coach, someone's been in the industry a long time, that knows what they're doing. Yes, they cost you more money, but it's an investment in you. Yeah. And that's the best investment you're going to get, is an investment in you. You're going to achieve the results that you want quicker with a coach that knows what they're doing that has your best interest at heart. However, you've got to listen to them. If you're paying them good money, listen and take heed of their advice. I always say, I say this, I'm pretty much saying every podcast now, but like trainers, people like me, you, coaches, we're, we're happy to give advice. Like, yeah, sometimes if it's, it's going to take some time in our day, yeah, there might be a charge, but... If it's just reaching out and asking the question, you generally all know something. You, we give you that. Like we're not here to charge and make loads of money. Like we're here to give you that advice. What we're here to do is to hold you accountable and to make sure that you're adhering to that advice. Exactly. You know, I give advice out to. I've got loads of coaches and trainers that come to me because of my experience in the industry and ask my advice, and I am more than happy to give it. Yeah. Because it means that I'm helping more individuals. Because if I can improve those coaches and those trainers, they're going to help improve their clients. Yeah. And that's me in helping improve all of it. Yeah. But you can't expect everything for free. There yeah. is a lot of free content out there. But, you know, start easy. If, if you've never moved before in the last 20 years, start easy. Yeah. And you don't need a personal trainer for this. You don't need a rep counter for this. Yeah. Start just trying to walk more or gently run more. Get into the habit of getting to the gym or getting outside and moving for 20 minutes three times, three times a week. Then build up to four or five. Then get a little bit more familiar with some of the gym kit. Once you feel a bit more comfortable, then start investing your money in a coach. Because you don't want to be paying 350 to 500 dirhams an hour Yeah your coach to be standing at the side of a treadmill or a bike for 45 minutes while he's trying to improve your cardiovascular because you're struggling walking upstairs 
And he can only control what you're doing in that hour as well. Yeah. Rather um, than the rest so, of your life. You know. And I think that's some really good advice. Honest Thanks. advice yeah. as well. You know, I've, you know, one of the guys that's trained with me, he approached me three months before training, and that's the right. That's the advice I gave to him. Yeah. Start walking more. Start doing this because I, you know, I don't want you paying me to be standing at the, the treadmill while I'm improving your 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 basic level of fitness. You like can do all, that on your own. Yeah. As long as they turn up. Yeah. You can you can wave to them. Yeah. Hey, you exactly. sign, they come in. Hey, you're yeah. here again. You're here again. The, the, the <laughs> hardest thing about the gym is getting to the gym. Yeah. Once you're there, Agreed. if you just focus on that twenty minutes. When you're there, you'll be like, maybe I, I can do another 10 minutes here because I'm already here. Yeah. The ball ache of getting there, well, I'm here, so I might as well get another 10 minutes done. Yeah. Uh, and that gets you more confident. And then you realise that no one's looking at you. No one's looking at you. They're all focused on looking at themselves. <laughs> you know, or the hot girl on the, on the stepper or yeah. you know, the hot girl doing weird things with a band. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't give me that. We'll save that for another time. Yeah, save that back. And it workouts. I tell you what, though, like exactly like I said, I always like someone to have a take home, and you you've just nailed you know three or four good bits of advice that they can do and take away from there. So let's kind of leave it there. Then, Rob, where can we find you? Instagram. Instagram. I am the Fit Dad Project awesome. on Instagram. I'm now back on uh, Facebook. I had a yeah. five month layoff from Facebook, uh, and I am gonna, as we said, I'm gonna start. Focusing on uh, a little bit more content. I like you this because this is always this is almost like uh, get your ass in gear. It, it now is. It is giving me that kick in the arse. And if you follow my Instagram stories, my training's changed a little bit. I've gone back to a little bit more running, a little bit more performance based, and my weight loss goals and body fat goals are towards that. Yeah. I am. I am aiming to lose weight and drop body fat so that I'm lighter when I run, which makes me quicker. Um, a performance as, goal. as opposed to. You know, we said, right, let's start, Where's, where was my fittest? That was when I joined the parachute regiment, and I want to get my fitness, I want to see if at 43, I can get my same fitness level back. That's awesome. That's a good goal to have. All right, guys, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much, Rob. Awesome coffee as well. Every time I come here, I have, a, I have an awesome coffee. So, um, obviously, that's great. For you guys who are listening to this, I see you listening. I don't see you personally, but I'm getting listeners. Please do um, subscribe and like and and give me a five-star rating because obviously that's going to help. If you do get anything out of it, then that would be very much appreciated. Any coaching by me, you know where to find me. Movement Wins, uh, the Lifestyle Reset is the program that I run. And you can reach out to me on social media, Coffee with Joffy or Movement Wins on Facebook as well. If you ever have any questions, feel free to shoot myself or Rob a message. We'll be more than happy to help you with that. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.